Have you ever wondered why does the SEC, the Security and Exchange Commission in the United States of America, exist? Maybe you've wondered already, but you have some vague idea in your head and you didn't actually take the time to sit down and learn a bit about it. I have wanted to invest in certain companies and realize that I've been denied because I don't make $200,000 or more per year, or me and my partner don't make $200,000 or more per year, or this particular organization isn't accepting investment from only sophisticated investors, but they want accredited investors instead. So if you're like me, you've probably come across this wall that is the SEC that is supposedly put there in order to protect potential investors and stop fraud. It first began with something called the Blue Sky Laws, which are state-designated laws. They've existed for a long time, way before the SEC came into play. But let's start with a quote that talks about where those Blue Sky Laws came from. Blue Sky Laws are similar laws that exist in order to prevent fraud, and they were the precursor to the modern Securities and Exchange Commission as we know of it today. That's kind of a nice name blue skies and I had to hunt down on the internet to find out exactly where the term came from. Blue skies specifically refer to a scheme where a fraudster promised rain but instead they gave blue skies. Here is a quote taken from the Topeka State Journal on October 30, 1935. The author is one J.N. Dooley. I have been given credit for naming the blue sky law. That name goes back to the drought of the 90s. We had them then, just the same as now, although they were not so well dramatized and advertised and we had learned less about feeling sorry for ourselves. Crops were burning up, stock water and even water for domestic use was disappearing. It was the day of professional rainmakers and some of our people felt we should make every effort to get rain. So we raised the necessary money and contracted with some Chicago slicker to supply us with the necessary quantity of moisture. They arrived at Maple Hill with two barrels of chemicals, a string of iron pipe, and some mysterious mechanical doodad. They set up their equipment on a platform with an enclosure to which no one was admitted. Their iron pipe pointed toward the sky. At length, it began to emit a light milk-colored spray. The machinery was set in motion. The milky spray was cast up for four days and four nights, but there was no sign of rain. The fifth day, our committee visited the rainmakers' plant to discover that the rainmakers had disappeared, leaving their equipment behind. Some of our folks had prepared against overflow damage from the rains expected, moving valuables to upper stories and other property to high grounds. Not only did we have no flood, but we saved others from such a fate because the rain equipment was left with us. When I appeared before the Judiciary Committee of the Kansas House and Senate with the bill to protect our people against fraudulent stock schemes, one of the senators asked me what to call the law. Remembering our experience with the blue sky artists in trying to make rain, I suggested the blue sky law. The name stuck. But that's the past. And I just thought that was a cool quote. The SEC was created as a response to the stock market crash during the 1930s. Prior to the SEC, every state had its own Securities Act, and that covered at least disclosure and merit review. Companies were required by state law, these blue sky laws, to disclose information to potential investors about the merit of their stock and all material facts related to an offering. 
These were just basic disclosure laws, the blue sky laws. They're still in effect today at the state level and investors could choose whether or not to buy based on the information that was given. So all the responsibility was left to potential investors based on the information that the company gave. But there were no laws to prevent issuers from selling securities that had unfair terms as long as they had told the investors about it and some people thought that this was not good enough. After the stock market crashed in the early 1930s, there was the Glass-Steagall Act that came from the Securities Act of 1933, and then came the Securities Exchange Act of 1934, the Public Utility Holding Company Act of 1935. All of these worked to restore public trust. Because the stock market was booming in the late 1920s, many people were flocking to put their money into investments. Just like we see kind of nowadays with all the scams in the cryptocurrency space. And that's important because this relates back to the cryptocurrency space. There are actually five divisions of the SEC. First, the Division of Corporation Finance. That oversees publicly traded corporations. Second, the Division of Trading and Markets. That safeguards fair and efficient trade markets. Just what it sounds like. Third is the Division of Investment Management. And that protects investors by overseeing and regulating the investment management industry and its players. Fourth is the Division of Enforcement, which investigates security law violations. Fifth is the Division of Economic and Risk Analysis, which monitors changes in the economy and keeps markets efficient and fair. And then beyond this, every state still has its own Securities Act that covers disclosure and merit review. And just to point out, there are alternatives to the SEC that exist in other countries. There's an international organization of securities commissions with four regional committees. There's the African Middle East Regional Committee, and that's chaired by someone from the Nigerian Securities and Exchange Commission. There's the Asia Pacific Regional Committee, and that's chaired by someone from Japan, the, Jap the Japan Financial Services Agency. There's a European Regional Committee, and that's chaired by someone from the Belgium Financial Services and Markets Authority. And then there's the Inter-American Regional Committee, and that's chaired by someone from Mexico's Comisión Nacional Bancaria y de Valores. So I just wanted to point out that the SEC is something that is common sense to a lot of people, and it exists in different countries around the world. Another version of it. So we could say that the obvious good point of having an SEC is to stop unethical behavior between people when it comes to companies raising funds for investments. It's people doing things that make sense, cooperating, trading between each other for future promises. And then because they behave badly, a law came up about it. But what about the bad? If the SEC is protecting the people from themselves, do they really need that? Suppose people don't want that. And what about how these laws actually manifest themselves? For example, I mentioned earlier the sophisticated investor rule. If companies and organizations are already being monitored, then why is it that the protection in some ways has turned into a cage where a company might just be worried about breaking some law so they don't even think about distinguishing between sophisticated and accredited investors. It's not even worth the bother. And let's think about specifically how this applies to cryptocurrencies. I'm thinking about this because I'm on my way to New York City in order to report on the Telegram versus SEC case for Block TV. Telegram is a messenger app that's going to use blockchain technology in order to release its gram tokens that it raised $1.7 billion from investors for in a private security sale because they raised so much before they even got to the public funding. But the SEC has their eyes on Telegram just like they have had on EOS and Kick ICO. Cryptocurrencies are being regulated as securities 
or at least the SEC is trying to regulate them as securities. But what they are are a new kind of technology that allows people to coordinate pair-to-pair with each other. And there isn't that much groundwork laid down about how to classify tokens that don't just fit into the box of traditional finance. After the ICO boom of 2017, many companies or projects have turned out to just be scams or they have come under pressure from the SEC, or like Telegram, they have delayed the distribution of their tokens as promised in order to clear up the regulatory uncertainty. Something that's new that's coming into play is that there's someone called Hester Pierce, and she proposes that crypto startups could have a three-year grace period from the first token sale in order to achieve a level of decentralization sufficient to pass the SEC's security evaluations, including the Howey test, which is a way the US Supreme Court assesses whether or not a token is a security. Under the Howey test, a transaction is an investment contract if it's an investment of money, there's an expectation of profits from the investment, the investment of the money is in a common enterprise, and any profit comes from the efforts of a promoter or third party. This could be great news for the crypto space, but I fear it might be a bit too late because so many people are wary of the cryptocurrency space after the 2017 ICO scams. However, this kind of leeway given for such a new and emerging space will help with innovation in the future. If this proposal is adopted by the SEC, it would still create a lot of requirements that come into play when it comes to disclosures and public notices. So the SEC exists for a reason, but at the end of the day, it is only protecting people from themselves and from taking full personal responsibility for their actions and doing their own due diligence. If you take what the SEC does as a good thing, as it is very helpful to many people, at the same time, it's not so great for the emerging cryptocurrency and blockchain space. So these are just things to consider. Now you know why the SEC exists, where it comes from, from these blue sky laws, and from professional rainmakers. I hope that's useful information, and I'll talk to you soon. If you like this video and you're new to the channel, please subscribe, leave a comment, share the video, and give a like. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye.